Welcome to the Restorative Divorce Podcast, where we focus on all things divorce and parenting related to help you find clarity, stay informed, and stay out of family court. With 20 plus years of family law experience, our attorney and mediator, Aaron Burt, has seen too many times how family court will negatively impact your health, your relationship with your kids, and your wallet. This podcast aims to turn that around and empower our listeners to take back control of their family law process and their lives by working with divorce professionals that seek to help and not hurt. Our goal is to provide you with expert tips that you can implement today to restore your finances, emotional well-being, and co-parenting skills. Of course, our team at BurtLaw.com is always here to customize a restorative divorce plan for you. But for now, listen to this episode to get help today. Okay, thank you for joining us for another complimentary gathering with Burt Law. I'm Erin Burt. I'm the mediator and attorney here at the firm, and I am joined by uh, joined with me by my other team members, who I will let introduce themselves. My name is Tyler Burt. I am the paralegal and office manager at the firm. Hi, everyone. My name is uh, Karen Hansel, and I'm the administrative assistant for the firm. Thanks for everybody joining us today. Um, We will start off talking about a general divorce and uh, family-centered topic, and we'll take some questions um, that maybe have come up over the last week that can benefit our listeners. And something the team was talking about not too long ago here was coming across an article that talked about three things that you can learn from celebrity divorces. And I think there's probably a lot that you can learn from celebrity divorces um, that relate to finances or custody matters. Um, But this article highlighted a a couple just recommendations for people that are contemplating marriage and then also contemplating divorce. Um, And Tyler, you you actually found this article. Um, What did you find interesting about the article? Um, I did. So the um, the article was, you know, th- three things we can learn from celebrity divorce. And, you know, it's just interesting um, to me in that when, you know, you read about celebrity divorces and you read about celebrities and their, their lives and everything that they do, um, you know, for their crafts and all that, you know, when it comes down to um, divorce and family you know, it's not much different than, um, you know, the, the general public. And so in this particular article, you know, the three things that they, uh, recommend that we can learn from celebrity divorces, you know, number one, don't rush into marriage, you know, and I, I think that's a, uh, something that can be applied across, um, you know, society, um, the second thing is, you know, be honest and respectful. Now, you know, obviously everybody, you should always try to be honest and respectful. I mean, I think uh, maybe that plays into the celebrity part a little bit, you know, celebrities, depending on what they're um, famous for, right? Actors, actresses, you know, that kind of stuff. They, they pretend to be other people, you know, and pretend to be characters. So, you know, maybe that's something. The The third thing they recommended was um, when you do decide to divorce, uh, put the children first. And, you know, <clears throat> for celebrities, 
I would say that that is probably a big deal because, you know, they have such a status that, um, and, you know, good or bad celebrities can be very ego, egotistical, right? I mean, they have to be thinking about themselves all the time. So maybe it's not, maybe it's harder to put children first. Um, you know, I, I do think as it relates to kind of our firm and our area of work, you know, the, um, you know, we may, you know, see the last part of that, right? People come to us, um, you know, already contemplating divorce and deciding to divorce, you know, and as a firm, you know, we always try to put the children first, you know, you doing your GAL work, um, where we, um, you know, you work for the children or represent the children in their spot in their parents' divorces or parentage cases, um, clients that we have, you know, we always tend to put the children first, you know? So I think, you know, in the order that those were written out, you know, I do think putting children first, uh, before yourselves, as you, as you go through the divorce process, the separation process, if you're not married, you know, the, um, parentage aspects of uh splitting with a, a significant other uh, i think really uh, keeping that child focused uh first attitude is a good uh, good way to go through the process yeah i agree tyler and you know here at Burt law not only do we recommend our clients or any families we work with have a child-centered divorce we actually work on those issues first um, we focus on parenting time, parenting schedule, parenting decision-making responsibilities first. And that is regardless of your process. If you're coming through our office for a two-party divorce, meaning you're going through mediation and I'm your mediator, we will start to work on a calendar for what does your schedule look like? And, and that's what the first thing we do in the session is we start talking about parenting time, what's been customary in your family, you know, what are what are we going to do for their schedule Sunday through Monday, or excuse me, <laughs> did I say that wrong? So Monday through Sunday. And we really focus on the children issues first, and then we move on to financial support or assets, debts, and liabilities. And so our primary focus, we primarily work with young dual income families with children, and we do focus on all of the parenting matters first. And it might sound, you know, why do you do that? Finances are going to overlap because children are expensive. Children have costs. They have um, things that need to be paid for. Yep. Everything in divorce bleeds into one another. Um, everything, um, it's very hard to focus on one topic and segregate it from a financial topic, but that's how we do it. It's how we can productively move forward. Um, we keep things child-centered we know financial matters will come into play, but we deal with those separately. Otherwise, it's very hard for our clients to move forward because you're dealing with emotional aspects, you're dealing with financial aspects, and you get overwhelmed very fast. So we're going to break it down into just digestible pieces, things that we can focus on, 
work on, hopefully agree about and move on to the next task. And so being child-centered, I think that that's a very valuable lesson. I think the other two lessons that Tyler, you talked about, don't rush into things, be honest and respectful. I think those are, are, are good examples of what to do during your marriage. So hopefully you can either reconcile or you don't need divorce services. But if you do find yourself contemplating or needing divorce services, um, those are two very good examples of how to approach your divorce process as well. Don't rush into it. Think about it. There are People, uh, professionals that can talk to you about whether divorce is a good option for you. There are mental health professionals. There are people called discernment counselors. And if you need any referrals to those people to help you decide, do you stay in this relationship? Do you make commitments for maybe the next six months to work on your relationship? Or do you move forward with your divorce? But take your time. Don't rush. Plan know what you might be in for by talking to other divorce professionals, and then be prepared to go through the process. When I have clients that are prepared, they are able to go through the process um, more calmly, or um, they're able to handle the stress of the process better than if somebody rushed into it, didn't think about it, didn't plan for it. Um, and then be honest and respectful. That sounds counterintuitive when you're going through the divorce process because you might have a partner that is not honest and respectful. But if you hold yourself accountable and you're honest and respectful, if you're going through the mediation process, there has to be a basis, a certain amount of trust and support for what you're talking about in mediation if you're not in court. And also, if you are going through the court process, um, you need to be honest with anything that you're tendering to the court or tendering to the other side. So if you follow those examples that we've learned from this article, don't rush, be honest and respectful and be child-centered. I think you are going to have a um, productive divorce process that allows you to have a certain type of relationship post-divorce. And what we hope for is that relationship is an amicable relationship. You co-parent successfully together and you're not um, thinking about all of the animosity that grew during the divorce process. Yeah, I think um, just to touch on that, um, like you said, you know, you're already in this process and if you can kind of use those ideas as a foundation, you know, whether it's, you know, in the middle of the process and these, your this spouse or significant other, whoever, um, you know, does something rash, that doesn't mean you need to do something rash, right? It does, it's not, uh, that's what you mean. Don't rush into anything, even in the process. And that's a, I think that's a great thing to, uh, to do. And, you know, <clears throat> maybe there hasn't been, you know, honesty and respectfulness throughout the relationship, you know, but that can all start now and being child-centered, coming out on the other side with a restorative, you know, family, because obviously, you know, the family has broken down uh, along the way. Uh, and if you can come out on the other side, restored as co-parents and, you know, separate but equal families, you know, I think everybody can move on and, you know, have a, um, a, a, a good life moving forward. Right. Um, and, you know, so 
taking all of those things into account can bring you out, bring your current situation, you know, into a restored position on the other side. Exactly. And think about the example that you're setting for your children. And so ultimately, that's what we want here. When we talk about restorative divorce processes, um, we are hoping to help the parents restore any imbalance that they feel has occurred during the breakdown of their marriage. But it's also to um, restore the children's faith in growing up and having a view of adult relationships that are positive. They see their parents not rushing into rash decisions. They see their parents being honest and respectful to one another. And they have a sense that despite what my parents went through, they put me first. And so just think about the generational change that it can, can occur, just how you handle what is a mature decision in most cases I need to end this relationship and how can I do that in the best way? Um, it's a, it's setting a good example for your children. If you can just take a deep breath, put aside all of the problems that have happened and follow those examples of not rushing, be honest and respectful and, and keep your kids first place. Yep. One topic that came up this week um, was I'm either involved in getting a degree or I'm in higher education currently, or I'm hoping to have a you know career change and go back to school. Um, and how does that affect my divorce process or my divorce if I happen to be following that path? Um, so to put it another way, if I'm in college or if I'm getting you know a PhD or another degree, how can I get divorced right now? What are some things that we have to consider? Um, and I think that's a big worry for people, right? You're constantly hearing, um, you know, if you're not happy in this job, you can go back to school and change jobs. Or you had kids young, and then maybe you are going back to school and trying to be self-supportive or, or to follow your dreams. And so we have a lot of clients that come through our office that do find themselves in that situation that, I didn't expect to get divorced, so now I'm going to go back to school so that I can get a better income. Or I went back to school, and now my life's taking a different direction, and my marriage is is no longer successful. Um, and how you know what are some of the things to consider while doing that? Um, and and something that I just want people to realize is that you can you can still respectfully end your marriage while you are in the middle of a life transition. Um, there are some things that might be a little bit more complex, but there are ways we can address those. Um, but first and foremost, tying into our last conversation is if you have young children and somebody is um, a full-time student or going back to school, what does that look like? Um, and and how, how do we balance raising children under those circumstances? And it's complicated while you're married, and it, it can also be complicated while you are divorcing. Um, but but a tip to, to think about and, and to maybe contemplate if you are thinking about divorcing is what has the last 24 months looked like? If, if, if you have a spouse or you yourself have been going back to school and you're relying maybe on the other spouse to do some of the childcare, what does that look like? Or what does your schedule really um, allow you to do as it relates to caretaking responsibilities? Um, 
But the, the biggest takeaway is we look at either the age of the child, what occurred during the age if that child is less than two years old, or we look at what's been the customary pattern for the last two years before you started the divorce process or filed a petition in court. And so those 24 months, what we're really just trying to look at is what's customary for the children. And if that pattern is still in their best interests, um, can we continue that? Do we need to make any slight changes to that? And does it allow both parents to become self-supporting individuals? Can you complete your degree? Can you know the children are safe with the other parent? Um, and, and, you know, when does that education stop? Do we then have a stepping up plan where maybe parenting time looks a little bit different? But that 24-month period, that's kind of a magic period where attorneys, mediators, guardian ad litems, they're focusing on about two years before the, the breakdown of the marriage. What does that look like? And, and what are the children used to? And, and can that be sustained or does that need to change? Um, so as it relates to children and being involved in higher education, we have to look at that 24-month period. So uh, a, a question that comes to mind with that is, um, I know you said you can do both. Um, should people, you know, who are in the midst of separation and looking at the 24-month period and, you know, during that 24-month period, they went to school full-time. Um, and somebody, the significant other or family, right? Everybody relies on family to, to help out. Um, you know, somebody was watching their, the child at that point. Um, would you say that, um, maybe when you say parenting time has to change things like that, you know, maybe I don't, you know, the person has to maybe cut it to half time going to school or, you know, is it, well, the last 24 months you were going full-time. So I'm going to assume you're going full-time, you know, and then base anything on that. Or, I mean, do you have any um, kind of cases or, you know, in the past that kind of looked at that? I think some things to consider are where are you in that process of earning your degree or secondary degree or higher education degree. Um, if you are just starting out, what does that look like? How do we prioritize that so that you can either get into the workforce and then know what your schedule is customarily going to look like? Um, parenting time can be modified. We generally would like to see the next two, two and a half, three years be somewhat stable for children. So if you're at the beginning of that journey, we might have a very different parenting schedule than we would if you're at the end of that journey and you're about to graduate and you've already got you know a job lined up. Um, if you're at the end of the journey and we we know a little bit more about what your schedule will look like, we can be more future focused and say, well, then a parenting schedule that incorporates what we know can be appropriate. If you're at the beginning of the journey, probably a, a good approach could be a triggering event for modifying your parenting time would be when you graduate or when you know what your next step is. Are you getting a new job or is it an internship or is it a fellowship? What, what is that next step? Um, so there probably would be like a review period. Now, 
some people might have more flexibility to parent and go to school than they would if they worked a nine to five job. So we have to take that into consideration too. Um, And then others might say, I am so prioritizing being with my children and and wanting to be the primary caretaker that I do go part-time. I am working part-time, I'm going to school part-time, or I have the ability to just go to school part-time and be with my children the other time. So it really depends on your parenting goals, your academic goals, and where you're at in the process. And once we analyze all of those factors, we can help you come up creatively with with a schedule that works for the parents, works for the children, and considers any changes that are ahead. That makes sense. The other thing that I'll just lightly touch on um, is that when you are divorcing with somebody that's either a full-time student or they're about to have a change in their career, um, you'll want to talk with us about, again, the circumstances. Does this degree means somebody might have higher income? So that's going to trickle down and be in the best interest of the children, give them more resources for activities, for schooling, for environment. Um, but, you know, so how does that play into financial support for the children? And if it's a divorce, it's not just a parenting issue, how does that might play into financial support between the spouses? So there's a there's a parenting component to divorcing while in higher education, and there's a financial component. Um, and sometimes we have to either rely on the person's research and maybe their job expectations. And sometimes we have to actually use an expert that can say, oh, this person's in nursing. They can expect to earn X amount of dollars upon obtaining their degree. Um, And so we might have a vocational expert provide information so that people can rely on that for the time being to structure what their financial settlement also looks like. So it it, it can be complicated, um, but doing your homework, getting the appropriate people involved to give you information to consider early on is your best course of action. And then we'll deal with the parenting matters and the financial matters based on goals and your factual circumstances. Okay. Are there any other topics or questions to cover today? We did actually cover a lot um, just based on those two topics about some uh, perhaps um, things to learn from celebrity divorces and also things to consider if you are considering a career change and also considering um, ending your marriage, some of the things that you need to think about. Any other maybe wrap-up questions on either of those issues? No, no, I don't have anything. No, I'm all set. Thank you. Okay. Well, um, anybody that wants to have a question answered at a future complimentary gathering, feel free to send those in via email. Um, You can also contact us through our website on our contact page. Um, You can also attend these sessions live. Let us know if you'd like to come. RSVP, we will send you a Zoom link to be able to join us. And we will also give you some instructions on on how to um, keep the process confidential. And um, again, thanks for being here. Any questions, let us know. We'll cover it at a future session. 
Thanks for listening to the Restorative Divorce Podcast with your hosts, attorney and mediator Aaron Burt and our paralegal Tyler Burt. A special thanks to our contributors and to the authors of the many articles that inspire us and keep our clients informed. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into the separation, divorce, or parenting tips covered today that you can use now to help restore yourself. If you strive to improve your life or the lives of your children after a separation or divorce, join us next week when we will cover more restorative divorce topics. You can head over to BertLaw.com to get the podcast transcripts, follow us on social media, and even find more valuable family law information, all for your benefit. Get help today and work with us one-on-one. Contact us to set up a consultation or planning session to start rebuilding your life today. Enjoy this day and we'll see you next time.